Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization, women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I am your host today. And we have Camry. She came back again. We're so <laughs> grateful. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> and um, to hear more of her amazing stories abroad at the Dominican Republic. What year was it that you were there? I was there the fall of 2018. 2018. So it really hasn't been... Five years ago? Yeah. I have to do the yeah. math. <laughs> but not that long ago. So No, it feels like forever ago too, though. I know. Like it was five years ago already. <laughs> to recap from last time, you were born in San Jose, California. You currently live in Salt Lake, living the single life. You work at Huntsman Cancer Institute as a medical assistant and EMT, helping on um, the infusion floor, yep. right? And then you're working also as a full-time student to become a PA, um, possibly emergency medicine. We'll see. And also studied in kinesi... What was it? You studied... Kinesiology. Kinesiology. I yep. I know this one because my youngest sister, Christine, was studied the same thing at the U. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> like so cool. I know. It's like a, I never even knew about that degree. So yeah, she loved it too. Um, so anyway, so working hard as a student. And then the fun fact about you you wanted to share was that You've lived in three countries. Yes. We have the United States. Include yeah. the United States, right? And then the Dominican Republic for uh-huh. four months. And then I served my mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in England. Oh, and he, that's right. And while I was there, I visited Wales. I didn't live in Wales, but I lived right on the border. So we went to Wales for like a week to help with flood So that's relief. like four countries right there. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I love And you never Wales. know what people are saying. And you, for the life of you, can't spell their words. But... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have I'm Welsh like... tags and people are like, how do you say that? I'm like, not a clue. I could not tell you. <laughs> Your it just looks cool. As good as I feel like one of the longest words in the English language or like is a Welsh word, but it's like unpronounceable. We, uh, one of the gals on our podcast um, a while back spoke spoke Welsh. No way. And she way. actually said the word. She's like, this is like the longest word in Welsh. And it's like, anyway, it's like her party trick. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. My party trick is that I know how to say Worcestershire sauce. Ah. Nobody knows how it's pronounced. It's Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Because it's Worcester and Worcestershire is like the area. Oh, yeah, like in England, everything is like a shire, right? Yep. Worcestershire. So everyone says Worcestershire, but it's Worcestershire. Because it's Worcester is like the city. I still can't see it. <laughs> that is a good part of it. Yep. What part in England is that in? So it's like the West Midlands area, West. which is where I spent most of... I was in the Birmingham mission, mm-hmm. and I spent my whole mission in the West Midlands, which is like basically the middle of the country. Ah. Do you think you'll ever yeah. go back? Like, have you gone back? or I haven't. I really want to. Yeah. I'd really love to, but I haven't yet. I know. I feel like it's like so many things. Like you just, you meet people and you love them and you hope they're still there, but you realize that you're like, I know they have lives and they move on, but like your heart is still there. And yeah, I served a church mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Tennessee and have the same like, Mm -hmm. oh, love this. Yeah. Like it's just like a little part of your heart is still there and you love the people and all the wacky crazinesses. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Oh, do you think you'd ever go back and do like all the British Isles, like um, Scotland and Ireland? And I would love to. Yeah, I would totally love to. I'd love to go to Jersey and Guernsey too, 
Where are those at? Those are the two islands just south of England, and they're part of England. And they were actually in my mission, but I was never called there, so I didn't go. But yeah, there's just these two little islands. I had no idea there was islands south of the main island. And yeah. <laughs> well, there's the movie and the book, The Guernsey Butchering This. It's like the Potato Peel Pie Society. Uh-huh. Oh, something. yes. Yeah. That one. That takes place on Guernsey. <laughs> oh. Which is funny. I watched that movie the week before I got my mission call. And then the night before I opened my mission call, I had a dream that I got called to Manchester, New York, which I don't think is an actual place. But... I guess if I went foreign, I'd go to England. If I went stateside, I'd go to New York. And then my dream was like both. And then I got called to England. Ah, so it was like pretty wild. I was like, like, whoa. So you had been in the Dominican Republic working and doing humanitarian work, teaching children. You said kindergarten to second grade. Is that right? Mm-hmm. English. And you were there for four months from August to December. Is that right? Yeah. So you would teach English for a while and then you'd have like a break and then English and then a break. Uh, so, yeah, so tell us about some of your other crazy, <laughs> wacky stuff that happened. Totally. So, on our long nine-day vacation in October, I went to three different places during that trip. So, first, we went to a place called Barbacoa, and then and that was, like, the most western part of the Dominican, and it's, like, right by Haiti. And then we went further east and went to Punta Cana and then we finished in Samana and went to the Dominican Treehouse Village which was what that's a thing so cool so cool probably one of the coolest places I've ever been but in Barbacoa we were staying in an Airbnb it was the first time I'd stayed in an Airbnb we just traveled in hostels the rest of the time we traveled in the Dominican um, it was my first time staying and in what Airbnb. what are the hostels like in the Dominican Republic? They're actually really cool. They're super nice. You get a ton of people from other countries and from the U.S. and, like, all over. And they're, like, very well-kept, super cheap. Mm-hmm. It is so cheap to travel in the Dominican. Nice. Like, it, it was, like, 11 bucks a night to stay at these places. And oh, like, my gosh. The one I talked about last week, it had Netflix. It had Wi-Fi. It had rain showers. It had, like... Hot chocolate, Dominican hot chocolate is the best hot chocolate I've ever had. I'm getting all these bucket lists. Yes, <laughs> so yummy. And it's funny because it's the Dominican, so it's really hot all the time. But <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it was such a nice hostel for, yeah, like 11, maybe 15 bucks a night, mm-hmm. like so cheap. So this Airbnb, there was nine of us girls staying in this house. And it was kind of an older house. And they told us when we planned our vacations, they're like, because we planned our own vacations. We planned everything around them. Um, and they were like, just don't go to places that look like our neighborhood. Because we live. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to places that look like we're, we're like, the places that you normally are up here. <laughs> yeah. Because we live in, we live with the locals. Right. We lived in an old orphanage house. And so we live literally right in the middle of all the poverty. And the people in our neighborhood knew who we were and Mm -hmm. they knew that if they like did anything to hurt us or to mess with us, like they were going to be in big trouble. So everyone just knew not to mess with us and that we were safe, but other neighborhoods in the country don't know that. So they're like, if you go on vacation, like don't go to places that look like our neighborhood. Right, right. Gotcha. And we're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So we pull up to this Airbnb and it's in a neighborhood that looks like our neighborhood (laughs) and we're all, oh no, (laughs) shoot. So... There's nine of us. We're like, yeah, we'll be fine. So we stay in this house and 
the host was super nice. He was he didn't really speak English that well, but one of the girls in our group spoke Spanish, so she communicated with him. He was very welcoming, and he was like, "Oh, do you guys want to go on this really pretty hike? It's like crystal clear water, and like it's it's just really cool." And we're like, "Sure, why not?" We said, "Sure, why not?" A lot in <laughs> <I know>. Dominican. <laughs> There were a lot of reasons why not, but we still did it. So we left all of our stuff in the house. It was locked up. Like, we were the only ones with the key. Um, nobody could get in. And, like, even the locks were, like, pretty jammed. So even us, it was hard to get in with the key. So we go on this hike. And, again, the trailhead is in the backyard. We don't know where it, where it came from, but it, it just starts in this backyard. So we're hiking up. And this is a long hike. We just keep going and going. And then in the middle of it, there's like this random farm, like this house in this farm on the side of a mountain. We're like, okay, this makes sense. Sure. And then we just keep walking. And then further up, like in the middle of the mountain, there's like a little schoolhouse, like an abandoned schoolhouse. We're like, oh, okay, sure. Just <laughs> random places with nothing around it except mm -hmm. for trees and island. So we keep hiking and the river is the clearest water I've ever seen. It was mm. so beautiful. So we like finally get high enough and he's like, all right, we can keep going or we can stop. We had already been gone for a couple of hours at this point. We had been hiking for a while. So we're just like hanging out on the river, like playing, it was so fun. And then we hiked back down and we hiked back down. And when we got back down, it was almost dark. So we get back to our house. We couldn't even unlock the front door cause the lock was so like jammed. So we mm -hmm. had to go through the back which was fine. We we got in, went through the back and like went to our rooms, kind of set stuff out. And then we were going to go just hang out on the back patio. And they had like couches back there and hammocks and stuff. It's super chill, super nice. Um, and it was right on the beach. So like Ooh. we could open our back gate and there was the beach right there, the ocean. It was a rocky beach. So it wasn't like the most comfortable, but <laughs> it was still right there. Uh, it was gorgeous um so we get home we set our stuff down and I remember like walking in the room and I was like oh like things look kind of like different like shifted but I was like oh like the girl I was sharing the room with I was like she probably came in before we went on the hike and like was just looking for something I, was, I didn't think anything of it and then we're sitting in the back and one of the girls comes out and she's like guys I think we got robbed and we were like what she's like I think I got robbed she didn't say we she said I I think I got robbed. And we were like, what? And she's like, yeah, like my money is missing. And we were like, oh, maybe you just misplaced it. Like we just, we we're like, eh, whatever. And then another girl goes in and she came out. She's like, no, my money's missing too. Uh -huh. So we all checked and sure enough, all of us were missing our money. We we're like, oh my gosh, we got robbed. Mm -hmm. But they didn't take anything except for our cash. We You're had like, thank heaven. Thank heavens. Our passports were there, <laughs> mm -hmm. our cameras, our laptops, like our <laughs> credit cards, our licenses, literally everything. <laughs> everything we owned were was in those rooms. Mm -hmm. And all they took was our cash. There were nine of us. They could have been the richest people in that country, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and all they took was our cash. They stole, I think, a total of like maybe 200 the equivalent of like 200 dollars from me i think mm -hmm. and then some girls they only took like 30 another girl i think lost like 500 i don't mm -hmm. really know but so we were like so it's was painful it? but like not the end of the world we were not fine like, yeah we're yeah. like mm, it's cash they definitely need it more than we do like right right, right. we're fine mm -hmm. we can always earn more money 
we have parents that can like fund us. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we're like, was it our host? Like, was yeah. it a scheme? Did he take us on this hike? I know the guy who did the hike. That's exactly what you think. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, oh, do we tell him? Like, I don't know what to do right now. And so we're just kind of we're all talking, talking about the options, and we're like, maybe we should just tell him. Mm-hmm. So the the girl that spoke Spanish, she told him, and his reaction, there's no way he could have been in on it. He mm-hmm. was furious. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I know exactly who did this. He's like, oh. the guys that live next door, he's like, they are so sneaky. Like, they've done things like this before. He's like, I'm sure it was them. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, how did they get in, though? Because we couldn't even get in, and we had the key. So, like, there's no way they could have gotten in. Mm-hmm. And, like, both the doors were locked when we got home, and we're the only ones with the key. Right. So we were like, how did they get in? We were so confused. We checked all the windows. All the windows were still locked. So we're like, they didn't, they didn't break anything. They didn't, all the locks were still locked. We had no idea. We found out they climbed through a ceiling tile in one of the bathrooms. What? How did yeah. you figure that out? I don't remember. I think it might have been like shifted or moved or something. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was our host. He called the cops and they came. I mean, they're like, they're Dominican cops, so they weren't super helpful, but I do think they figured that out, like, they somehow, because the neighbors, they're the neighbors, they kind of know a lot about the house, and right. they knew that, that that tile shifted, they must have, like, been, I don't know, hooligans. Well, if it's happened before, like, they probably figured it out. Yeah. yeah. So, they, we figured out, they moved that tile piece, came in, stole our cash, and then left through that, that ceiling piece. Oh, my gosh, like, that's so sneaky. What? So, like, we didn't get anything back for it. It was just cash, which is, like, kind of a bummer. But it was, like, so wild. We were, like, we just got robbed <laughs> in the Dominican Republic. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Um, but at least it wasn't, like, a violent crime. It wasn't, like, totally. by knife or gunpoint or something totally. like that. And we totally counted our blessings. Like I said, yeah. we were, like, it's just cash. It doesn't matter. Right. We can always earn more money. We're grateful we weren't confronted and robbed. Like, mm-hmm. it was totally safe. And we were fine. We were kind of spooked that they might come in, like, at night when we were there. Yeah. That's another thing. We were grateful we weren't home when yeah. it happened. Because if they had come in when we were home or some girls were home, mm-hmm. like, we don't know what would have happened. Right. There may have been some sort of, yeah, yeah. altercation. Or... So. How did you guys secure, I mean, did you, were you able to secure the tile? Or what was, that would be so creepy. We didn't secure the tile, but the host <clears throat> did sleep in the front room that night. And he slept with his gun. So, again, <laughs> we could have died. He could have been in on it and then just killed us that All night. the things you think of. Like, oh. <laughs> so, we all locked our doors, like, mm-hmm. when we slept. We are like, he's sleeping in our front room, but we're locking the doors. And mm-hmm. none of us were in a room by ourselves. We were all sharing rooms. So, at least Good. we weren't, like, alone in a room. But... Yeah, he did sleep in the house with his gun to make sure, like, nobody came in and <laughs> heard us or pulled anything again. But it was pretty freaky. That is super <laughs> freaky. That's so freaky. I yeah. have learned traveling that if you travel long enough, these three things will happen to you. You will be robbed. I mean, these are just things that are going to happen. Just accept yeah. that they're going to happen. You'll be robbed. You'll get lost. And you'll get sick. That's just what happens in travel. Yep. <laughs> Yep, I, I've experienced all three, so. <laughs> yep, there you go. And yep. I feel like you just got to be okay with it. Like you're saying, you're just like, it's money, you know, Yeah. whatever. Just got to roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. You just learn to roll with it. Yeah. Ah. On that same trip, <laughs> mm-hmm. we like woke up and watched the sunrise like over the uh, ocean. And we're like, oh, let's go skinny dipping. There's no one here. Yeah. Like, we got to go skinny dipping. 
So we like went skinny dipping in the morning. is beautiful. And then people started coming out like for fishing. It's a big fishing town. And so we're like, okay, got to go back in. And then later, my friends went out and skinny dipped again. And then all of a sudden, this like boat of guys showed up. And they're like, oh no. It was so funny. Were they like stuck out in the water? Like they didn't want to come in? Or did they just run real fast? They like, they stayed out. But I think they just kind of tried to like put their swimsuits back on. It was fine. It was like a brief thing. Like the guys were trying to conversate. And they're like, no, no, no. Like they like made their way back in. But it was just so funny. We're like, well, that's what we get. <laughs> I know. I feel like I always have to do it under the cover of darkness or like dusk or dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's true. I love yeah. skinny dipping though. <laughs> it's so fun. And like every large body of water. I feel like every ocean, every sea, they all just just needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta experience it <laughs> at know. least once. And we're like, we're in the Dominican, gotta go skinny dip in the ocean in these places we go, you know. And I feel like even the ocean's super easy because you can swim out with your swimming suit on. Then take yes. it off while you're out there and then just like, yay, and then put it on while you're out there and come back in. Like, no one's the wiser. No one knows. I exactly. Know. Yep. I totally agree. Fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's super fun. Like, it can be super discreet. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. I know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any so, other stories you wanted to share? Yeah. So there was one other <clears throat> time we, this story is so funny to me. Every time I think about it, we went to the beach because like, Anytime we weren't teaching, we were allowed to do whatever we wanted and go wherever. We just had to be in by a certain time. And so, unless we were on vacation and got permission to go. On weekends, we'd always go to the beach. And there was one called Playa Alicia that we would always go to. It was beautiful. It was pretty, like, secluded. It was right next to a big beach. But the way that the island, like, curved, this was just kind of its own secluded area. And it was right next to a resort. So, like, it was just a really beautiful place. Um, and the waves were bigger, but they weren't, like, totally scary. So we went there all the time. And there was once we were coming back, and they have these things called guaguas. And that's how you kind of travel places local. And they're just big, like, kidnapper vans <laughs> without doors. And then you just, like, jump in, and you're just squished. Like, uh-huh. they fit as many people as they can get in there. <laughs> and they're super cheap, and you just ride the guagua, and it's so fun. There was one time that I was in there and I had three human adults sitting on my lap and I was like, my ankles are going to break. Like, <laughs> this is it. My ankles are gone. I made it though. And there was another time that I was like literally on the edge of the seat and the door was the guy that was like, because they had the driver and then there was like a guy that like helps guide people right, in and yeah, out. Right, yeah, yeah. He was the door. And we're like <laughs> driving on the freeway and I was like, this is great. This is cool. <laughs> This is why. <laughs> it's normal. Yep. This is normal. It's, <laughs> it's all just, good. It's just life in the Dominican. <laughs> just riding the guagua. But anyway, so they don't have like Ubers anywhere except for our city, which is Puerto Plata, and then Santo Domingo, which is the main capital city, which is on the other side of the island. In Puerto Plata, where we were, they had a couple of Ubers, like three. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. And to be an Uber, it has to be a really nice car, a nice new car. There's AC, so it was amazing. <laughs> And Ubers there are really cheap, too. But we didn't ride them that often because they're so rare. We're mm-hmm. like, we'll just guagua. It's cheaper or we can walk or whatever. So we're at the beach and we're Ubering home. And this car pulls up. And it's our it's the same color car, same make and model, which is very rare in the Dominican. Like I said, like these nice cars do not occur very often at all. 
So we get in the car and so we're it's the driving. the same car as the one that you've taken to get there, you mean? or No, so it's like, because when you like go on Uber and you get a car, it tells you what kind of car is coming mm-hmm. to pick you up so you know what to look for. Right. And it tells you the license plate number and the driver and stuff. And so this car like pulled up right by where we were and we're like, hey, perfect, there's our Uber. Oh, so it looked just like your Uber car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was, I think there were like four or five of us and we just squish in the back of the Ubers. They don't care. There are no driving rules in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> right. Like everything you know, just throw it out the window and that's how they drive there. So we're like all squished in the back of this Uber and we're, we're driving and like a couple minutes into it, I get this notification on my phone and it's like, okay, your Uber driver has arrived. No! And my friend videoed <laughs> at the perfect moment. You can just see me and I'm like laughing and then I'm like, <laughs> just utter shock. I was like, oh no. And we were confused because again, there was a lady in the front seat and she, I remember she was wearing a Santa hat and like leopard print dress or something. Uh-huh. And we're like, that's weird. I mean, it was close to Christmas. So like the Santa hat, we're like, whatever. But we're like, why are, why is this lady in our Uber? But we're like, maybe it's a shared Uber. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird, but it's the Dominican. Literally anything goes <laughs> in the Dominican. So we didn't really question it that much. We're like, okay, whatever. So then like when we saw this, we were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we're being kidnapped again. <laughs> we're in a stranger's car. We have, like, didn't they not say anything when you jumped in? They were just no, like, we're just, They're like, oh, where are you going? And we're like, oh, well, how we are. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. They just drove and we're like, okay. <laughs> like, we just totally went with it. No <laughs> questions. And then we saw that and we were like, oh, my gosh. We're <laughs> in the wrong Uber. It was so funny. So, so yeah. was he really an Uber or was he just like a no, regular person? Literally just a regular person. <laughs> dropped us off in our neighborhood. <laughs> like, okay, great. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> How would you? How did you pay him? Were you just like, all right, here's some cash? Or I think like... so, because we normally pay, paid Ubers with cash, with oh, just okay. our pesos. Um, so I think, I don't even know if we paid him or how much we paid him. We might have, like, each given him a little bit. He's like, okay, sure. And then I tried to cancel our Uber, and, like, it wouldn't let me cancel unless I paid for it. And I was like, I don't want to pay for this Uber that we didn't take. Right. Like, I don't want to pay for this. So I never paid for it. And now I can't use Uber or Uber Eats. <laughs> I never paid it. I just calculated it the other day, actually, because it was like a couple years ago in November. So it came up on memories and I calculated. I was like, how much is it? Can I just pay this off right now? And it's like a dollar fifty. It's like <laughs> it's like nothing. It's like no money. So I was like, oh, I'll just pay this right now. But it won't let me pay it now. So I'm like, because it's okay, been well, too long. Or? I don't know if it's been too long or the Uber driver like just isn't on there anymore or what. But I can't pay it. So I'm like, well. I just can never use Uber ever. Uh, again. from Uber, that's funny. <laughs> we're like, we're in this strange car with a stranger, and he took us where we were going. He's like, sure, like, I can help just you. <laughs> it was so funny. The terror on my face when I realized we were not in our Uber. It was so funny, but that's awesome. <laughs> so many good times. That we could have died. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Camry, for sharing your stories with us today. I, I know you want to do humanitarian work more in your future. And you're just going to, I hope that dream comes true. And because you're just going to have a gazillion more stories. Just like this. And you'll be like, oh yeah, the, the DR. Yeah, that was like, I totally get this. I understand third world. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my humanitarian work was just, oh, it was epic. And I just cherish those moments. And you love those people, and I feel like you learn so much from them 
I mean, it's that whole adage of like being a teacher and you learn just as much from your student. I mean, like you learn from the people way more, I feel like, than you share with them. And oh, you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, they're just like a part of your soul. So, totally. and that whole culture and all that they are. And totally. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Cambry. Um, to hear more fun, inspiring stories from women like Cambry, feel free to subscribe, tell your friends, all the things. We're so glad you're here. And hope you have a wonderful day. If you're in the Utah area and want to come and hang out with us, we would love to have you on any of our women adventures. Um, and you can check us out at mtmamas.org. Um, and otherwise, wherever you're out in this big, wide world, have adventures of your own and misadventures. And we would love to hear about them. So feel free to email us as well, mtn. M-A-M-A-S, Utah at gmail.com. That's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains.